So <clears throat> you've all heard of the word karma, okay? We're not going to go too deeply into it, but I want to explore that for, the, for our practice today. So karma is like an arrow, well, I'll go this way, shot from a bow. That's a picture of Ram over here. It's a Ram holiday today, actually, the, one of the deities of the Hindu pantheon. Um, and uh, so karma is like an arrow shot from a bow. And those are sometimes arrows you've chosen and you totally remember doing. Oh yeah, I made that big decision. I made that purchase. You know, we shot those arrows up. Other times we're shooting these arrows up unconsciously, not even realizing it as we just sort of scroll through our day, being guided by our wants and things we don't want and likes and things we don't like. And those arrows are also being tossed into the atmosphere. As these arrows land, uh, that is your reality. If you look around the room you're in, every little object in that room was an arrow that slowly landed. Every little thing. Either you literally brought it there and landed it there, or someone else did at some point, right? Everything that surrounds you, both inside and out, is considered by the yogic tradition to be your karma. And our job as yogis is to learn how to work it out, work out our karma. Okay, so this is a quote from Babaji about, or from Shambhavananda, the founder of this tradition. He says, If you find yourself in a particular arena of life, in this or that situation, that is where your karma has taken you, and you have to work it out. If you just run away from it all the time and don't deal with it, then you have to come back again. So you might as well confront your issues now, then you can avoid wasting about 20 years to get focused enough to begin to meditate again. So some words that pop off the screen there are this idea of working it out or confronting your karma. Um, right away, that can seem a little stressful in a, uh, because we're so used to things like working out being a no pain, no gain situation or confrontations being a dramatic situation. Those approaches always tend to make more karma. Um, so instead, think of karma. Here's a little fun analogy that will probably come up for you in a matter of minutes after this class, um, think of karma like a sink full of dishes, okay? So to live, you gotta eat. To eat, you gotta dirty a dish. So if you wanna live well, you're gonna have to do some dishes, right? In the beginning, there might be a big pile, okay? You might have had a stressful day, you know, maybe full of distractions. And there were a lot of dishes in this day piling up. And we're tired and we don't want to do the dishes. And so you look at it and you have like a reaction. I don't, I don't have time to meditate today. Um, but once you do one dish and you get those hands and that warm water and you start to clean and you're sort of satisfied with that dish, and you grab another one, you start to realize doing the dishes is actually pretty pleasant. And that's the same way it is with meditation. At first, it might feel a little challenging to assume the meditative posture, to start to focus on your breath. But really, it's a pretty pleasant situation. It's a pretty pleasant way to change your life, all in all. And so we see this in the sutras. It tells us that we actually must learn to enjoy our karma in order to overcome it. So this is from Sutra 3.25. Prarabdha karma cannot be overcome 
unless it is enjoyed. For an embodied being, Parabdha Karma is unavoidable. He may be just like Shiva or he may be an ordinary person. Parabdha Karma must be overcome by being enjoyed. It cannot be cast aside or abandoned. So you can't just throw the dishes out. You literally have to clean them. And if you really want to enjoy that process, well, if you really want to grow from it, then you got to learn how to enjoy it. So let's meditate right now with the intention of enjoying our karma. You're right in the middle of your karma. I'm right in the middle of my karma in this very moment. So take a moment to establish a seat that simply puts you in a position of enjoyment. Maybe sitting cross-legged uh, is painful, and so you need to adjust that seat. You know, set the stage for enjoyment. This is a posture you should feel like you can wash a few dishes in without having a hurt back. Fingertip, the first finger and thumb come together. Jaw relaxes. Forehead softens. And we're all confronted by a full sink of dishes. No one is exempt from that. But here's the difference. Try a slight smile, not for me. It's not even visible to the outside world. Try the slightest smile. And then breathe in through the nose and try to let that breath find the center of the chest, the heart. And see if you can sustain this presence. You're not pushing away the dishes and you're not trying to get them all done as fast as possible to get to the next thing. You're literally just trying to be present in the best way that you can right now. Make the breath even and smooth with very minimal effort. Imagine the breath as the running water of the dishes. Keep it flowing smoothly. We don't need a fire hose here, but we also need a flow. So find a steady flow. And this is the kind of sink you can just let run. Allow the, the breath flow or this, this water to warm up a little bit. You know, we're not in any hurry. It can take time to find a steady breath flow with minimal effort. This is all part of the routine.
Keep that breath steady and smooth with minimal effort again. And you can bring the mantra Om Namah Shivaya silently to your breath flow. Om Namah Shivaya. Consider this mantra your sponge. Every time you silently repeat Om Namah Shivaya as you inhale, it scrubs the dish. As you repeat Om Namah Shivaya as you exhale, another scrub. The dish is your heart. The dish is your being. The thing that's gotten covered up all day, all week. By our karma. The dish is valuable. All you have to do is keep the water flowing and keep the mantra scrubbing. Just because we're doing the dishes, meditating, doesn't mean thoughts don't arise. Each thought is like another dirty dish. And you treat each thought the same way you treat each dish. You just keep the water flowing and keep the mantra scrubbing. Physical things can arise just like thoughts. And you treat them the same way. If there's an ache or an itch, breathe into it. And use your mantra. That's how you really get rid of it. Because as we all know, one itch always leads to another.
Let yourself enjoy this moment. You're doing the work that will free you. And you're doing it in your own way, inside. Just keep applying this practice. Every breath. And let the practice do the work. Your energy is going to go somewhere. Pour it into this for a few more minutes and feel the difference. Take this last moment and just notice your state of being. It's not as abstract as it sounds. Just notice how your shoulders feel, 
Notice how your, your digestion might feel. Notice how your forehead feels, how your breath moves. We can wash these dishes all day in a very comfortable way. It's sort of like staying ahead of the dishes when you're cooking a lot. Just taking a minute to just breathe and do a little mantra does the dishes of the last hour sometimes. And so of course we'll have opportunities to do some real dishes and you can apply all these same concepts. But when, even when you're away from the sink, now see if, uh, if this approach uh, can support you in lightening the load of your karma and maybe even enjoying it. So, namaste everyone. Thank you so much for being here.